Chapter 16 But Sarai, Abram's wife, had no children. So Sarai took her servant, an Egyptian woman named Hagar, and gave her to Abram so she could bear his children. The Lord has kept me from having any children, Sarai said to Abram. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed. So Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife. This happened ten years after Abram first arrived in the land of Canaan. So Abram slept with Hagar, and she became pregnant. When Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress Sarai with contempt. Then Sarai said to Abram, It's all your fault. Now this servant of mine is pregnant, and she despises me, though I myself gave her the privilege of sleeping with you. The Lord will make you pay for doing this to me. Abram replied, Since she is your servant, you may deal with her as you see fit. So Sarai treated her harshly, and Hagar ran away. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a desert spring along the road to Shur. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I am running away from my mistress, she replied. Then the angel of the Lord said, Return to your mistress and submit to her authority. The angel added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And the angel also said, You are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard about your misery. This son of yours will be a wild one, free and untamed as a wild donkey. He will be against everyone, and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live at odds with the rest of his brothers. Thereafter, Hagar referred to the Lord who had spoken to her as the God who sees me. For she said, I have seen the one who sees me. Later, that well was named Beer Lahiroi, and it can still be found between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar gave Abram a son, and Abram named him Ishmael. Abram was eighty-six years old at that time. Chapter 17 When Abram was ninety-nine years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you, by which I will guarantee to make you into a mighty nation. At this, Abram fell face down in the dust. Then God said to him, This is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of not just one nation, but a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Now you will be known as Abraham for you will be the father of many nations. I will give you millions of descendants who will represent many nations. Kings will be among them. I will continue this everlasting covenant between us, generation after generation. It will continue between me and your offspring forever. I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. Yes, I will give all this land of Canaan to you and to your offspring forever, and I will be their God. Your part of the agreement, God told Abraham, is to obey the terms of the covenant. 
you and all your descendants have this continual responsibility. This is the covenant that you and your descendants must keep. Each male among you must be circumcised. The flesh of the foreskin must be cut off. This will be a sign that you and they have accepted this covenant. Every male child must be circumcised on the eighth day after his birth. This applies not only to members of your family, but also to the servants born in your household and the foreign-born servants whom you have purchased. All must be circumcised. Your bodies will thus bear the mark of my everlasting covenant. Anyone who refuses to be circumcised will be cut off from the covenant family for violating the covenant. Then God added, Regarding Sarai your wife, her name will no longer be Sarai. From now on you will call her Sarah, and I will bless her and give you a son from her. Yes, I will bless her richly, and she will become the mother of many nations. Kings will be among her descendants. Then Abraham bowed down to the ground, but he laughed to himself in disbelief. How could I become a father at the age of one hundred, he wondered. Besides, Sarah is ninety. How could she have a baby? And Abraham said to God, Yes, may Ishmael enjoy your special blessing. But God replied, Sarah, your wife, will bear you a son. You will name him Isaac and I will confirm my everlasting covenant with him and his descendants. As for Ishmael, I will bless him also, just as you have asked. I will cause him to multiply and become a great nation. Twelve princes will be among his descendants. But my covenant is with Isaac, who will be born to you and Sarah about this time next year. That ended the conversation, and God left Abraham. On that very day, Abraham took his son Ishmael and every other male in the household and circumcised them, cutting off their foreskins exactly as God had told him. Abraham was ninety-nine years old at that time, and Ishmael, his son, was thirteen. Both were circumcised the same day, along with all the other men and boys of the household, whether they were born there or bought as servants. Chapter 18 the Lord appeared again to Abraham while he was camped near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. One day about noon, as Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent, he suddenly noticed three men standing nearby. He got up and ran to meet them, welcoming them by bowing low to the ground. My Lord, he said, if it pleases you, stop here for a while. Rest in the shade of this tree while my servants get some water to wash your feet. Let me prepare some food to refresh you. Please, stay a while before continuing on your journey. All right, they said. Do as you have said. So Abraham ran back to the tent and said to Sarah, Quick, get three measures of your best flour and bake some bread. Then Abraham ran out to the herd and chose a fat calf and told a servant to hurry and butcher it. When the food was ready, he took some cheese curds and milk and the roasted meat, and he served it to the men. As they ate, Abraham waited on them there beneath the trees. Where is Sarah, your wife? They asked him. In the tent, Abraham replied. Then one of them said, About this time next year I will return, and your wife Sarah will have a son. Now Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent nearby. 
And since Abraham and Sarah were both very old and Sarah was long past the age of having children, she laughed silently to herself. How could a worn-out woman like me have a baby? She thought. And when my master, my husband, is also so old. Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, Can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? About a year from now, just as I told you, I will return, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she denied that she had laughed. But he said, That is not true. You did laugh. Then the men got up from their meal and started on toward Sodom. Abraham went with them part of the way. Should I hide my plan from Abraham, the Lord asked? For Abraham will become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. I have singled him out so that he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord and do what is right and just. Then I will do for him all that I have promised. So the Lord told Abraham, I have heard that the people of Sodom and Gomorrah are extremely evil and that everything they do is wicked. I am going down to see whether or not these reports are true. Then I will know. The two other men went on toward Sodom, but the Lord remained with Abraham for a while. Abraham approached him and said, Will you destroy both innocent and guilty alike? Suppose you find fifty innocent people there within the city. Will you still destroy it and not spare it for their sakes? Surely you wouldn't do such a thing, destroying the innocent with the guilty. Why, you would be treating the innocent and the guilty exactly the same. Surely you wouldn't do that? Should not the judge of all the earth do what is right? And the Lord replied, If I find fifty innocent people in Sodom, I will spare the entire city for their sake. Then Abraham spoke again. Since I have begun, let me go on and speak further to my Lord, even though I am but dust and ashes. Suppose there are only forty-five. Will you destroy the city for lack of five? And the Lord said, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five. Then Abraham pressed his request further. Suppose there are only forty. And the Lord replied, I will not destroy it if there are forty. Please don't be angry, my Lord, Abraham pleaded. Let me speak. Suppose only thirty are found. And the Lord replied, I will not destroy it if there are thirty. Then Abraham said, Since I have dared to speak to the Lord, let me continue. Suppose there are only twenty. And the Lord said, Then I will not destroy it for the sake of the twenty. Finally, Abraham said, Lord, please do not get angry. I will speak but once more. Suppose only ten are found there. And the Lord said, Then for the sake of the ten, I will not destroy it. The Lord went on his way when he had finished his conversation with Abraham, and Abraham returned to his tent. Chapter 19 That evening the two angels came to the entrance of the city of Sodom, and Lot was sitting there as they arrived. When he saw them, he stood up to meet them. 
Then he welcomed them and bowed low to the ground. My lords, he said, come to my home to wash your feet and be my guest for the night. You may then get up in the morning as early as you like and be on your way again. Oh, no, they said. We'll just spend the night out here in the city square. But Lot insisted. So at last they went home with him. He set a great feast before them, complete with fresh bread made without yeast. After the meal, as they were preparing to retire for the night, all the men of Sodom, young and old, came from all over the city and surrounded the house. They shouted to Lot, Where are the men who came to spend the night with you? Bring them out so we can have sex with them. Lot stepped outside to talk to them, shutting the door behind him. Please, my brothers, he begged. Don't do such a wicked thing. Look, I have two virgin daughters. Do with them as you wish. But leave these men alone, for they are under my protection. Stand back, they shouted. Who do you think you are? We let you settle among us, and now you're trying to tell us what to do? We'll treat you far worse than those other men. And they lunged at Lot and began breaking down the door. But the two angels reached out and pulled Lot in and bolted the door. Then they blinded the men of Sodom so they couldn't find the doorway. Do you have any other relatives here in the city? The angels asked. Get them out of this place, sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone else, or we will destroy this city completely. The stench of the place has reached the Lord, and he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot rushed out to tell his daughter's fiancés, Quick, get out of the city. The Lord is going to destroy it. But the young men thought he was only joking. At dawn the next morning, the angels became insistent. Hurry, they said to Lot. Take your wife and your two daughters who are here. Get out of here right now, or you will be caught in the destruction of the city. When Lot still hesitated, the angel seized his hand and the hands of his wife and two daughters and rushed them to safety outside the city. For the Lord was merciful. Run for your lives, the angels warned. Do not stop anywhere in the valley and don't look back. Escape to the mountains or you will die. Oh no, my lords, please, Lot begged. You have been so kind to me and saved my life and you have granted me such mercy. When I cannot go to the mountains, disaster would catch up to me there and I would soon die. See, there is a small village nearby. Please let me go there instead. Don't you see how small it is? Then my life will be saved. All right, the angel said, I will grant your request. I will not destroy that little village. But hurry, for I can do nothing until you are there. From that time on, that village was known as Zoar. The sun was rising as Lot reached the village. Then the Lord rained down fire and burning sulfur from the heavens on Sodom and Gomorrah. He utterly destroyed them, along with the other cities and villages of the plain, eliminating all life people, plants, and animals alike. But Lot's wife looked back as she was following along behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. The next morning Abraham was up early and hurried out to the place where he had stood in the Lord's presence. He looked out across the plain to Sodom and Gomorrah and saw columns of smoke and fumes as from a furnace rising from the cities there. But God had listened to Abraham's request 
and kept Lot safe, removing him from the disaster that engulfed the cities on the plain. Afterward, Lot left Zoar because he was afraid of the people there, and he went to live in a cave in the mountains with his two daughters. One day the older daughter said to her sister, There isn't a man anywhere in this entire area for us to marry, and our father will soon be too old to have children. Come, let's get him drunk with wine, and then we will sleep with him. That way we will preserve our family line through our father. So that night they got him drunk, and the older daughter went in and slept with her father. He was unaware of her lying down or getting up again. The next morning the older daughter said to her younger sister, I slept with our father last night. Let's get him drunk with wine again tonight, and you go in and sleep with him. That way our family line will be preserved. So that night they got him drunk again, and the younger daughter went in and slept with him. As before, he was unaware of her lying down or getting up again. So both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. When the older daughter gave birth to a son, she named him Moab. He became the ancestor of the nation now known as the Moabites. When the younger daughter gave birth to a son, she named him Ben-Ammai. He became the ancestor of the nation now known as the Ammonites. Chapter 20 Now Abraham moved south to the Negev and settled for a while between Kadesh and Shur at a place called Gerar. Abraham told people there that his wife Sarah was his sister. So King Abimelech sent for her and had her brought to him at his palace. But one night God came to Abimelech in a dream and told him, You are a dead man, for that woman you took is married. But Abimelech had not slept with her yet, so he said, Lord, will you kill an innocent man? Abraham told me she is my sister, and she herself said, Yes, he is my brother. I acted in complete innocence. Yes, I know you are innocent, God replied. That is why I kept you from sinning against me. I did not let you touch her. Now return her to her husband, and he will pray for you, for he is a prophet. Then you will live. But if you don't return her to him, you can be sure that you and your entire household will die. Abimelech got up early the next morning and hastily called a meeting of all his servants. When he told them what had happened, great fear swept through the crowd. Then Abimelech called for Abraham. What is this you have done to us? he demanded. What have I done to you that deserves treatment like this, making me and my kingdom guilty of this great sin? This kind of thing should not be done. Why have you done this to us? Well, Abraham said, I figured this to be a godless place. I thought they will want my wife and will kill me to get her. Besides, she is my sister. We both have the same father, though different mothers, and I married her. When God sent me to travel far from my father's home, I told her, Wherever we go, have the kindness to say that you are my sister. Then Abimelech took sheep and oxen and servants, both men and women, and gave them to Abraham, and he returned his wife Sarah to him. Look over my kingdom and choose a place where you would like to live, Abimelech told him. Then he turned to Sarah. 
Look, he said, I am giving your brother a thousand pieces of silver to compensate for any embarrassment I may have caused you. This will settle any claim against me in this matter. Then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and the other women of the household, so they could have children. For the Lord had stricken all the women with infertility as a warning to Abimelech for having taken Abraham's wife.